this episode we talk Vimeo, the change on Facebook profile pics, and strategy around speeches. Chuck, and this is episode 150 of the Ask Gary V Show. Feeling really good today. Successful trip to London. Uh, you know, I think we got to start recognizing the fact that enormous amounts of money can be made if you follow my Jets prediction. I am now four for four. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Stefan, why don't you make a little graphic of all four Instagram official predictions. Let that take over the screen right now and hold it for a couple of seconds because I am on fire. I mean, 19-14, it ends up 27-14. I've been really in the zone. I've been in the zone. Uh, so the Jets win. The Dolphins have to fire their coach. I'm feeling really good. I wore Buster Screen's jersey. He dominated the game. Things are looking up by week this upcoming week, so I get to relax and just sit back. Just sit back and watch other teams lose, so that's exciting for me. And uh, the London show was remarkable. As a matter of fact, that last eight minutes has to become a video in itself. We need to talk about that. That caught everybody's attention. If you didn't watch episode 149, make sure you do that. Uh, the Schmarvard shirt is out and about. People are enjoying that. Feeling good, 150 a milestone. But in the way that we roll here, no special thrills, nothing. You know, We'll reserve those for the hundreds. Uh, if we can get the 200, that would be exciting. And so India, it's good to see you. Good to see All you good too, stuff. Gary. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, India, let's get into the show. Show. I hope your sparkling water is delicious. It's really good, thank you. Good. Let's do it. From Joe, an attack. Joe. Oh, by the way, before we get into the show, we released this morning a very important film to me. Way too many people think that entrepreneurship is a young man's sport, and it is absolute golden era, much like the golden era of this show, the golden era for 40 to 80 year old entrepreneurs. So, uh, Stefan, put it up right here. Let it play a little bit. Actually, as a matter of fact, can you guys, yeah, of course you can do this. Just let it play a little bit while we do this first question. Just have it right here, play a little bit while we do this show. Uh, let's link it up in YouTube and Facebook, and more importantly, so many of you have 40 to 80 year old entrepreneurs in your friends and family network. You may not realize they're entrepreneurs because they grew up in a time where that wasn't practical. I'd like you to watch six minutes for the next 60 years. I like, I like how we went with it. All right, India. Joe asks, in a tactic-obsessed world, how do you hammer home the truth that Wine Library TV succeeded because of you, not the daily videos? Interesting, so Joe's saying that, that the daily consistency, which seems like a proxy to success, isn't the reason it was successful. It was more of me and my talents. Joe, I, I think the answer is um, they're both correct. I mean, I would totally disagree with you that if I, I mean, I lived it. If I had quit after the nine month mark, it was me, I did it. My, a lot of things would be different today. Like that just wouldn't have been a, a foundational piece of my narrative. Um, I wouldn't have uh, broken out 
into Web 2.0 culture, which would have then not allowed me to be a top 25 follow person on Twitter during that era, would have not allowed me to network in South by Southwest and meet all the founders of the future most important companies. There would surely be no opportunity in 2008 to have dinner with Zucks at South by, wouldn't have asked. So, you know, I think that Yes, and I've said it a bunch of times, no marketing and no tactics will, will help you if your product is shit. If I wasn't good enough, um, I, I could still be doing the episodes. There's plenty of people that do. I mean, you can go watch on YouTube right now, somebody's been putting up videos every day for the last seven years and still has 8,000 subscribers and isn't getting any traction because they're just not good enough. And, and being good enough is the variable, number one, but to downplay the consistency of the work ethic. And, and look, I'm feeling it now with the Ask Gary B show. The, you know, in London, seven selfies. Right, seven people, I'm literally walking the streets, Gary, Gary, I'm, I'm feeling much more brand equity because of the content that I'm putting it out and honestly I'm feeling it a lot more over the last 60 and 90 days than I did over the first year of this show. Like momentum is a real thing. Even the Jets game, we were up 27 to seven or, you know, and then it started getting a little hairy because for the last 18, 20 minutes Miami basically had the momentum, we held on. Momentum is real in sports and in life and in business and the only way you gain momentum is by putting down the foundation of work that gives you the chance for momentum. So momentum just doesn't come out of thin air. It's a play, it's a moment, it's consistency, it's putting in the work and so Joe, I, uh, I, I don't pound that home because I think both matter quite a bit but yes, you know, no marketing solves a bad product. Um, from Samantha. Samantha. How do you feel? Samantha Fox. Samantha Elizabeth? Do you even know who Samantha Fox is? I don't think so. Britt? I don't think so. D-Rock? Stefan? <laughs> go ahead. Who is it? Listen, go ahead. <laughs> Samantha asks, how do you feel about a short video in place of your profile picture on Facebook? Motion sick or sick move? You decide. Motion sickness or sick... Ah, you know, I think gift culture is real. People like it. Um, you know, I think uh, storytelling is storytelling. I think they both can work. I think it comes down to how good the GIF is. You know, like I think it comes just like how it comes down to the picture. So, it's a it it create it to me. There's more upside in the fact that it just creates a little bit more creative freedom. D Rock, is that what you were emailing me about? You want one of those, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, you know, D Rock wants it because he's like all about the video. Uh, I, <laughs> No, I'm glad. I mean, I think it's, I appreciate everybody asking and, you know, this is not something I'm massively passionate about, meaning I think this falls in the same category about a company's name. If your animated GIF, your little video is good and clever, it'll capture people's attention. I think for the short term, over the next three months, it's probably a smart tactic because in a world of a feed, you'll stand out because it's new. And so I think if you want to go there for a little bit more awareness, you do it right now. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to now tell DRock to pick some part of this answer to be my uh, motion video, just for kicks and giggles. It'll be very meta, uh, and uh, and so yeah, I think I think over the next three to six months, it's a smart tactic that might give you a little bit more uptick in uh, awareness in a feed, a crowd noise feed culture. Um, but I think it comes down to the video, or it comes down to the picture. One of the biggest reasons, one thing I will say is I didn't change my picture on Twitter for a very long time, even though I no longer looked like that dude, which I think is a pet peeve of mine. Um, I just couldn't give up the consistency of, you know, you're, you're so visual. The amount of times on Twitter where I'm like, wait a minute, that's Rick? 
He must have changed his profile. Like so, I, I would say that I like the idea of keeping something consistent in these small icon worlds after you pick something for a long period of time if you're trying to build a brand, if you're trying to get your content seen. Irina asks, you seem to be everywhere. Are you democratic about your talks or do you have a strategy in place for public speaking? Irene, I have a strategy about everything. So um, I have a strategy for my public speaking. Uh, At this point in my career, I try not to speak much unless I'm getting paid my very expensive fee. It's a promise I made myself and my wife. Uh, So there's that. Um, But when I am not getting paid, it is absolutely a disproportionate opportunity to do one of two things, which is uh, build my brand, and you know, if if I have to speak where I spoke recently, where Hillary Clinton was first, and Steve Forbes was behind me, and I was in the middle, that's a good brand positioning. Ninety percent of crowd, ninety-eight percent of crowd didn't know who I was, but they sure knew that I was one of those three people, and that means something, and that makes them Google me up a little bit more. Uh, the other thing that I do is I really want to support certain communities, New Jersey tech scene, and the Harlem tech scene is something that's that I'm going to be doing in the future. Um, you know, uh, interns young people, so if there's something that emotionally feels right to me that I know that if I do it, people in the future will do it as well because that organization can leverage my name and I'm giving back to something that means something to me, Jersey, you know, kind of like the come up, underdog area, you know, youngsters. Um, those are things that I'll invest my time into. But there's no like, sure. No, it's all like, no sure. <laughs> Matthew asks, what's the next industry to be turned upside down because they aren't adjusting to business models to fit changes in technology? I mean, the answer is everything. Uh, You need the breakout product. The reason the hotel industry and the limousine service industry have been thrown upside down is because entrepreneurs came and attacked it full throttle. you know, the refrigerator appliances, smart appliances are coming, so all appliances are on call. Uh, retail, uh, brands now can go direct to consumer, uh, so I, you know, I think we'll see that play out over the next 10 years. TV, media, big media conglomerate companies have to adjust to the over-the-top networks and all the infrastructure they have in place to, uh, to be very expensive to produce television-like products. Um, when people can just do it like this or or over the top as a new distribution uh, game. The internet is the middleman, period. And so anybody who was in the middle is on call. Um, and that's most things. And so um, I think every industry is, is prime for disruption. It's why I'm so excited about this generation. It's why, back to the film, it's why I do believe a 48-year-old who has a nine to six job can do something about it from seven to two in the morning if they want to be an entrepreneur because there's so much opportunity, so ripe. So many things are convoluted. The way we get wills, there's a startup I got involved with that's incredible. Literally anything that takes time, the DMV, like anything that takes time that is predicated on paper or, or legacy or he, keeping humans in jobs like toll booth collectors, like come on, it's 2016. I mean like seriously, no disrespect and you might be watching and you are or have a friend or relative that's a toll booth collector, like no joke, like they can make that money doing something that can probably bring them more upside than sitting on their phone playing Angry Gert. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's insanity. And there's a lot of insanity out there. Um, and I'm excited about insanity getting punched in the mouth by innovation. Innovation, insanity. <laughs> I'm very focused this morning for 150. Have you noticed? 
the silliness is out the door. We're getting real here because innovation's punching insanity in the mouth. Super serious. Super serious. I'm gonna get even more serious on this question. Oh wow, okay. Um, it's the last one, so that's right. From Malik. Malik. Malik asks, will Vimeo ever be able to successfully compete with YouTube without running ads? Or will they keep thriving as a smaller competitor? Malik, the Vimeo is a wonderful place. It's a tremendously interesting niche place for video, but it doesn't compete with YouTube. And, and um, I don't see it really competing with YouTube, meaning they're just two very different things. That's like saying, um, can Hamilton, the, the Broadway play, compete with Star Wars? It depends on what you're competing on. Can it compete from a quality standpoint and an experience standpoint? Absolutely, it's probably winning, a la Vimeo. Can it compete on a scale? and impact standpoint and, and dollar amounts and money making, absolutely not. Vimeo's not built to compete with YouTube smartly. When David plays Goliath's game, it goes out of business. When David plays David's game, it wins. And I think Vimeo's done a very nice job carving out its proper niche within a video landscape and recognizing it doesn't have the dollars, infrastructure, scale, momentum, uh, and oomph to compete on YouTube's game against YouTube. We're maturing as we get into the 150s. Maybe this will be the decade of seriousness. Mature age. Yeah. You keep asking questions. I'll keep answering them. <laughs>